Welcome to the Eat Like a Mother podcast, where we take complicated topics surrounding hormones and metabolism and make them simple and applicable to your daily life as a woman. I'm your host, Castie Wellfell. My hope is that you walk away feeling empowered to start taking radical responsibility for your health and lean into this body God created for you. Are you ready to eat like a mother? This podcast is meant for educational purposes only and is not meant to be taken as medical advice. Please consult your physician before making any dietary or lifestyle changes. Hey, hey, and welcome to this week's episode of the Eat Like a Mother podcast. Today, I want to talk a little bit about creating a low-tox home and how this is important to your metabolic health, to your fertility, to all of that. In this episode, we're going to talk not just about the why behind it, but we're going to talk about some practical ways that you can do it without overwhelm. And one of the reasons why this particular topic is really important to me is because this is how I started personally in my hormonal health journey. This is where I first began making changes. And if you've been following me for any amount of time, maybe you've heard my story, maybe you've listened through this podcast and you kind of know a little bit more about me. But when we first got into this space, when I first started really looking into women's health and hormones, it was actually after we first miscarried. And I I had no concept really of female hormones. I had a little bit of an idea of it. You know, I, I got my degree in exercise science. And so I had to understand some what surface level of female physiology, but I didn't really have a great understanding of exactly how that physiology worked and how it affected my day-to-day life, my cycle, everything like that. And so after we walked through loss, someone had asked me, hey, do you think you miscarried because you had low progesterone? And I was like, I don't know, maybe, maybe that that's what happened. And so I started researching. And as I started researching, the first thing that I came to was my household products. What happened was I started reading just the ingredients labels on the products in my home. I didn't do anything fancy. I I legitimately just picked up the products and started Googling the ingredients and the side effects. And what I found out was that every single product in my home contained ingredients linked to reproductive toxicity. And so if there's no other reason that you create a low-tox home than this, I think that's enough because the fact that companies create these products that contain ingredients that cause reproductive harm, that's just astonishing to me. I, I cannot believe that it's legal in America to put some of these products on the shelves where in other countries, most of these chemicals are banned. You cannot put them in beauty products or household products or even your food. And and we're not gonna talk about the chemicals in your food today. We're just gonna talk about like your most used products. But if there's no other reason than that, I feel like that's enough. That That was enough for me to say, okay, this is, this is not okay. We are not going to be doing this anymore. And that was kind of my this is it moment in my life where I drew a line in the sand and I said, we are not going to cross this line anymore. And I hope you hear my heart in this because I know when I talk to people about creating a low-tox home, it can be overwhelming or maybe you look at the price and you're like, there's no way I can afford that. And I want you to know when we started our low-tox journey, we had zero money, like absolutely no money. We were barely making enough to survive. We were paying off debt. We were living in a 400-square-foot apartment in the butt crack of Texas. 
not really the butt crack of Texas, but you get what I'm saying. We were not living like a bougie life. We were barely getting by. And once I found this out, I remember thinking, okay, God, we can't afford these higher quality low tox products, but I would rather stink and have greasy hair for the rest of my life than ever put this crap back in my house ever again. And so I threw everything away. And and that's not generally what I recommend for people, the all or nothing approach. That's just really what worked for me was to throw everything away and start slowly bringing things into my house as it made sense for our budget. But most people, my clients, my friends, anyone that I talk to online, if you're wanting to create a low-tox home, I recommend doing it slowly over time. Any big changes in our life is going to be a stress on the body, even if it's a good change. And so if the purpose of this podcast is to talk about metabolic health, fertility, all of that kind of stuff, we have to look at all of the different aspects of stressors. Even good stressors can cause a adrenaline response on the body. So when you first start creating your low-tox home, my recommendation to you is do it a little bit at a time. I personally say go room by room and just do what you can. Pick what you can in your budget to replace that month. Do it month by month. Take it a little bit at a time so that it's not overwhelming. I know a lot of people like to make sure they run out. Like when they run out of their shampoo, they replace their shampoo with a cleaner option. Or when they run out of face products, they replace it with a cleaner option. Or when they run out of their household cleaner, they replace it with a cleaner option. Whatever it is for you, whether you want to do it you know, room by room, month by month, or you want to do it as you run out of things, pick an approach that feels sustainable for you. And I'll link it in the show notes, but I have a guide to low-tox living on a budget because like I said, this is where I started. And so I had to get really crafty on how I started switching products out in my home. And everything on there, I don't necessarily use all of those things anymore, but that's just where I started. That was the simplest for me. I picked a company that I knew and that I loved and that I trusted, and it made it easy for me to go through and start switching out products month by month. Now there's a lot more companies that I recommend, and it took a lot of time for me to kind of build my repertoire of low-tox, clean companies that I absolutely love. So wherever you are, I recommend finding one company, like don't try and research all of the companies to find all of the products all at once. That's going to be overwhelming. And if you learn one thing from me, it's that I don't want you to be overwhelmed. I want this process to be peace-filled, joy-filled, and super simple. So my recommendation is to find a company you trust, that you trust their integrity, and replace as much as you can through them. You know, start there. That's what I did. And then as the years went on, you know, if I found a face cream that I liked more from another clean company, I bought there. And if I found a hair product that I liked from another clean company, I would purchase from there. So it took me some time to find other companies and brands that I loved and trusted. So that would be my recommendation for you. If you're, if you're keeping track of the different recs that I gave you, number one is to choose the timeline that you are going to be replacing things out in your home, whether you're going to do it when you run out of something or you're going to take it room by room. 
pick that first because once you have a timeline, once you have a plan, it feels more tangible and thus also more doable. So have that plan first and then find one company that you love, that you trust, that you trust their integrity, you trust their products and start buying their products to replace whatever you have chosen your timeline to be, you know, whatever products you need to. And then third recommendation I'm going to give you, and I, I briefly touched on this already, but put it in your budget, okay? And if you're not creating a budget, I'm sure I should do a whole other podcast episode on budgeting because I feel like that in and of itself is a whole other episode and should be intertwined in your nourishment as a mother because we got a budget for things, ladies. If you are not creating a budget, you need to start creating a budget so that you can walk in peace with your finances and telling your money where to go. So create a budget or if you have a budget, put it in your budget and decide how much you're willing to put towards your health and wellness each month. Don't look at everything and say, oh my gosh, it's going to cost me thousands of dollars to replace everything in my entire home. No, I didn't go from using Clorox and Fabuloso every day to buying an organic King mattress overnight. <laughs> That's That would not have happened. We would not be able to afford that. But choose choose a price point that's a blessing for you that you can put in your budget and start replacing things that work within that budget. So whether it's $50, $100, $150, whatever your price point is, choose that and then commit to it. So if you only have 25 to 50 bucks a month to start replacing products in your home, do that. Do it a little bit at a time. Those small steps towards reducing your toxic load are going to build up and are going to support your health in ways that you could have never imagined. Now, those are my top recommendations, my top three recommendations for moving into living a more low-tox lifestyle. I hate in the like crunchy holistic community when it just seems like it's all or nothing and that's just not life. You are never going to be able to completely reduce your exposure to toxins. That's just not the world we live in. If you were to stay away from all things that are toxic to your health, all chemicals, all, all stuff like that, you would have to live in a cabin in the woods in the middle of nowhere that's never been sprayed with glyphosate, that doesn't have any access to internet or electricity or anything like that. And that's just not practical for most of us. And you know, the Ron Swanson and me, if, if y'all are Parks and Recs fans, like I know it sounds wonderful to live in a cabin in the woods in the middle of nowhere, but like I said, this is not going to be practical for most people, so do what you can in your home. You are the gatekeeper of your home, so you get to control what comes in and out of your home, and taking these small steps to reducing your toxic load to creating a low-tox home is going to be monumental in your health and wellness. So I gave you the steps, the, the three things that I would start with in my plan of action for creating a low-tox home. Now I'm going to tell you, if it were me, if I were doing this over again, if I were starting my low-tox journey over again, the major perpetrators that I would start with and switch out first. Number one would be my laundry detergent. And I know this is kind of a shocker to a lot of people, but I want to think about what's going to be touching my skin the most every single day because everything that you put on your body, everything your skin touches is absorbed into your bloodstream within 26 seconds of exposure. And most of these toxic products have ingredients that not only are linked to reproductive toxicity that 
we've already discussed, but they contain ingredients known as endocrine disruptors. And what these endocrine disruptors do is they go into your bloodstream and they mimic hormones. So if our hormones are working in a negative or a positive feedback loop, you know, our brain will signal the release of hormones. Those hormones work like puzzle pieces and they have specific receptor sites that are a perfect puzzle piece match for those hormones. And so once your brain releases those hormones and those hormones bind to those receptor sites, they will signal your brain that site is full, stop producing that hormone. Or if the site's empty, it'll signal your brain, hey, that site's empty, we need more of that hormone. How endocrine disruptors work is once they enter into your bloodstream, they will bind to those receptor sites, they will mimic hormones, and they will tell your brain that site's full, stop producing that hormone. Now you have a crap storm happening in regards to your hormonal health. When I'm thinking about creating a low-tox home, I want to think about what's going to be touching my skin the most every day. And number one is going to be your laundry detergent. That's, that's the biggest perpetrator for chemicals and getting chemicals in your body. Because think about it. You wash your clothes in this soap. You soak them in it. You scrub it with all of the nasty chemicals that come with it. Fragrance, phthalates you know, all of the endocrine disruptors, all of the carcinogens, all of that crap that, that goes into these products. You're soaking your clothes in it. And then if you are familiar or remember high school chemistry, you know that once we change the environment of a chemical, it also changes the makeup and what that chemical does. So we've soaked our clothes in these chemicals and then we put them on a high, high heat and then we put it on our body and wear it all day long. That heat in and of itself changes the toxicity of the chemicals in your laundry detergent. So you could look at laundry detergents and you know there are like 16 different names for formaldehyde. Formaldehyde is one of the most toxic ingredients, one of the most toxic chemicals on the planet. It's a known carcinogen and it's really hard to like recognize formaldehyde on ingredients labels, which just is as an aside, makes me so angry that you have to have a PhD to be able to read product labels because formaldehyde goes by 14, 15, 16, what I don't remember the number, but it goes by so many different names. And then not only that, but you have chemicals that are formaldehyde releasing agents or contain formaldehyde releasing agents. So maybe the ingredients list of your laundry detergent doesn't have formaldehyde in it, but then once you stick it in the dryer and you heat up that laundry to a certain temperature, now you're releasing formaldehyde onto your clothes and you're wearing those all day long. This is a problem. And if I were to start my low-tox home journey all over again, I would get rid of my laundry detergent first. That would be the first swap that I make. The next would probably be my skincare or my makeup, anything that I'm gonna be putting on my skin and wearing for long periods of time. You know, the average woman puts over 3,000 chemicals on her body before breakfast through makeup, lotions, face washes, hair care, body care, things like that. And it's no wonder we're seeing an epidemic in infertility. It's because all of these products with all of these different chemicals that are linked to hormone disruption or linked to reproductive toxicity, we are literally lathering our bodies in it and expecting it not to do anything. And a lot of people will say, well, it's just a little bit of the chemicals. It's just a micro dose of the chemicals. And honestly, that's just complete bull crap. I, I think that line of logic is so 
ridiculous because yeah, maybe in an isolated setting, a little bit of that chemical is not going to be a problem. But when you think about the amount that you're getting, if, if you think about your wellness like a bucket and every chemical that you put on your body is like a drop into that bucket, you're going to fill up that bucket really fast. And that is why you feel like crap because your toxic load, that bucket cannot hold anymore because you're getting so many chemicals through every single product that you use, your hair care, your skin care, your body care, your household products, your laundry detergent, your toothpaste. So it's not just a small amount of chemicals. It is a lot of chemicals all day long, every day for however many years you've been doing it. Now's the time to make a choice and make a change. Those would be the first two places that I would start personally. And I'll link some of my favorite recommendations below. And like I said, I'll also link my guide to low tox living on a budget. The guide gives you, you know, if you were to switch out everything in your home in six months to a year, here's how to do it in like 50 bucks a month totally doable. I feel like so many of us can find that in our budget. Wherever you start, wherever you begin to reduce your toxic load, find a company that you trust to just begin replacing some of the products in your home. And then as you get into this journey, you'll start to learn about other different, more nuanced areas. Like I, I mentioned an organic mattress. I did not end up getting an organic mattress until years into my hormonal health, holistic health journey. So take it a little bit at a time. Like I've said already, this journey should be peace filled for you. You should not be stressing out over every little thing. Just be aware of what you're putting in your body. Make an informed choice. Choose a lower tox option that is going to support your body instead of lowering your liver's capacity, instead of lowering down your immunity, all of those different things. Now I want to leave you with this today. And I know my podcast is primarily about metabolic health, fertility, and all of those things, and that is so important, but I want to leave you with a statistic, and the statistic is if you were to go onto the American Cancer Association's website, you will be able to see that they say that 5 to 10% of all cancer cases are from genetics. 90 to 95% of all cancer cases are from poor diet, physical inactivity, and chemical exposure. That means that 90 to 95% of all cancer is under our control. I want you to let that sink in, especially if you or a loved one has been impacted by cancer. It is a horrible disease. It is heartbreaking. It is so hard on families and on the people afflicted by it. And it absolutely enrages me that companies are profiting on our sickness. They are profiting on being able to make these products really, really cheap with ingredients that are known to cause cancer and nobody's doing anything about it. You can do something about it. You can say, not today. I'm not going to allow this crap in my home anymore. I'm going to start protecting my family in this way. I'm going to start protecting their hormones, protecting their <laughs> cells from these cancer-causing ingredients. You have that capacity. You have that capability. So take action, take responsibility, take radical responsibility, as I say in my intro, and start moving forward in peace in your wellness. We'll see you next week. If you found this podcast helpful or encouraging, would you mind leaving us a rating or review? 
I love hearing from you. So be sure to shout us out on Instagram and tag me at Cassidy.Wellfell and we'll be sure to shout you right back out. Let's get this message to as many women as possible. Until next time, friend.